Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Mm. So I I had a few things that came up that I was mm-hmm. uh <laughs> I was hesitant <laughs> to share and then there were some things that I felt more confident about sharing. I've been looking up a lot of pictures of Tony Braxton lately. Okay. Uh in part because I got in an argument with a friend about whether or not I believe that she's been bleaching her skin over the years. And uh, I say, yes, the bitch looked different to me, but <laughs> she's she's a different shade than the Tony, the short haired Tony that I loved as a child. But that that's neither here nor there. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pictures of Tony Braxton from 1994 and a lot of pictures of Tony Braxton now and me sort of correct uh, connecting red string between the two of them. Gotcha. If you will. This feels I, like a conspiracy theory. Well, I, wait, wasn't yep. Tony? Okay, the lighting was different back in the 90s. Though. All right. See, this is the they bullshit. Don't, they don't know that- how to light like people. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. That's why. Insecure was such a revolutionary show because they were like, oh, my God, they put lights on Negroes and and they look normal. The thing that Insecure did was help expose light for darker complexions. It wasn't Mm -hmm. that you made you look more light skinned back in the day. That's I don't think that's really what the tech, technological improvement was. And, and listen, I I once watched a 2020 special where Tony Braxton was spending twenty thousand dollars a month on lip gloss. Yeah. I don't believe <laughs> Wait, that this what? is somebody who I could put. Yeah, she went bankrupt spending insane amounts of money on like uh, very trivial items. She had that, Gucci wow. plates. Oprah yes. literally was like, I don't have Gucci plates. Why yeah. do you have Gucci plates, Tony? Oh, and she no. was like, because I did that song with Dr. Dre that one time. And <laughs> <laughs> the point is, I don't know that this is a person who makes reasonable choices. She married Birdman or at least attempted to. She's, she's There you go. She's mm-hmm. not the person that i would necessarily put a lot of faith in to uh to not sammy sosa herself for no reason <laughs> well, has look, she has she okay. ever spoke on it no like, i probably the, her only accuser i'm probably the <laughs> only person who cares enough to go digging into the research of what's happening to tony braxton right 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 because you're, li- you're a website on godaddy <laughs> i mean no Langston, you, you are a lil kim truther in that you say lil kim has had no work done no work done. Yeah, she's, exactly. she's as gorgeous as the day she showed up on this earth. Hasn't That's listen, what I say. That, that completely debunks your Tony Braxton theories because we know little Kim is on her fifth face. She is on her fifth face. Jokes, Lacey, of course. But but Tony, please call in. Let us yeah, know. Tony. And also, how much? How do you go through 20 fucking stacks worth of fucking lip gloss in a month? Yeah, I it it was a wild. Uh, What's the I, most expensive lip gloss, like, Lacey? I don't know. probably Pat McGrath. Pat Hers can, McGrath lip Pat McGrath gloss. Chanel YSL okay. they can go up into the like forties fifties for a tube. Okay, so I could is it feasible that you could use you could go through a whole fucking tube in one day? 
not a day, but maybe a couple days. If you're doing appearances and you're going lots of places and getting retouched all the time, and then not to mention like lip glosses, you be losing them hoes. You know how many lip glosses I've lost? <laughs> you know how many times I pulled my couch back and I was like, oh damn, all of my belongings. <laughs> yeah, you found, oh, you damn, found fucking a 20 grand. <laughs> found 20 grand worth of lip gloss right here. <laughs> so it's a Tony, Tony Braxton. Braxton amount of lip gloss. Yeah, maybe she's just really absent minded. Not that she's bad with her money. She also just doesn't take responsibility. She's like, I don't know, I'll just buy another couple cell phones every day. Forget she's I, a black I, woman. We got big lips. Okay. <laughs> Until Rihanna, they weren't even making a swab for my lips that wouldn't have me painting my shit like this old house. Like sure. that was like, the first like time I saw a toothpick. swab that went across my whole lip, and I was like, "What?" Normally, it's like uh, a little teeny one. You got to just paint all day. <laughs> we got to yeah. bring in our guest, someone who I love having on because her takes ain't she's fakes. Her takes are real, and they hit harder than steel. It's the one and only Zara Norbach. What's up? There she is. <laughs> Ooh, oh, the sheer lung power. Yeah, for I you, especially you're up in the bay too. With the I air am. quality not great. I am, and I, I, I go outside. And I blow the ash away with my enthusiasm. Wow. Yes. Mm. Yes. We need more of that. So we need more enthusiastic people to go outside and just scream at the smoke. 2020. Can... <laughs> oh, I lost it. How the long have you been in the in. how long you been in the bay now? Because I know last time were you on your way up there? Were you quite settled up there? You were in LA still? Yeah, I I went up to go see my folks, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm here, and uh, I think it's been twenty thousand years, twenty five days, two 20, hours. Twenty thousand, no, yeah, twenty thousand years. Twenty thousand years, yeah. I think you, I think that right. was right. Twenty, 20 thousand leagues mm-hmm. under Alabia. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was I. I love that uh, graphic novel you wrote. It is fantastic. <laughs> if you haven't read Twenty <laughs> Leagues Under the Labia yet by Zara Norbach, please check that out uh, wherever you get your independent <laughs> comics. Um, so yeah, Zara, we're all. I think we're all on the West Coast now, dealing with the smoke. I get constant messages from people who are not in this state who just look at like a couple photos and are thoroughly freaked out, which they should be because it is a horrific uh, yes. situation here. Uh, and the it's air. Mars. I can't get over the the air quality and like how much I'm coughing up stuff. Like, look, full disclosure: if I smoke three blunts like at in a night, yeah. I can cough up some dark things in my mucus. Okay, mm. but now not even smoking, I'm like I'm already getting things in there. Uh, but that's not for here or there. That's for my doctor tomorrow. My air quality level is at a Bernie Sanders level right now. Oh, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Wow. I was gonna say how how are you how are how are things where you are like is it it's just over is it overwhelming wonderful wonderful it's Perfect. no okay check this out this morning I get woken up to leaf blowers oh oh and I'm just like why 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 yeah. why why please take now the day more off than ever I'll <laughs> pay you to take the day off also it's just ash like I literally was looking at a cloud of ash and dry leaves whirling like a tornado in the air oof that is i will say that is a very 2020 poll quote of like it's just ash take (laughs) it yeah right (laughs) like 2021 will be like don't worry it's just ash from human remains it's just just ash though in the end of like of people (laughs) what is something that you think is overrated uh pumpkin spice latte 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Go on. Say less. The the fall. Uh, all of it. Wow, and you live in New like, York anyone, and you don't like the fall? Anyone in LA is like, fall. but the fall is so great. And I'm like, That's no, true. it's it's impending doom. It is foreshadowing a nasty weather. And so right. pumpkin spice latte just reminds me that like at some point my shoulders are gonna be cramped from being like chattering, freezing cold. So yeah, I don't, I don't like the fall, and the fall's so depressing because it's the end of summer. Yeah, I still, I still miss the fall. I don't know. I'm, I do miss. It. I got, I got a pumpkin spice beverage at Dunkin' Donuts the other day. Why'd you uh, say beverage? Just because it's embarrassing. Is that what you call it when you just get the syrup and water mixed say... up in a cup? You're no, just, it's, 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 I get the cold brew and then they just like spike oh, whatever yeah, half yeah, a okay. gallon of syrup in there. But what's been going on at Dunkin' Donuts is they have a Charlie D'Amelio beverage, that TikTok star. And so now Dunkin' Donuts is flooded with 14-year-old girls who look exactly like TikTok stars getting the Charlie. What's it's a, a char- whole thing. What's a Charlie D'Amelio? What's that? What's the drink? Char- she's like a she's a teenager or like she's in her early 20s. And she's a tick. She's one of the TikTok girl. I mean, not to be oh the one but that dances. One of the TikTok girls that is like, huh, huh, yeah. Like she does like three dance moves, and that's yep, and yep. she's a millionaire. Um, and she's got a Dunkin' Donuts drink that she has, and so now there's a million young women who look like this TikTok star at Dunkin' Donuts all the time, getting in my way. Wow, the the mm. Charlie is a really n- not very interesting drink. It's a to-go <laughs> coffee order. It's cold brew with whole milk and three pumps of caramel. Which is the most teenage Dunkin' Donuts order of yeah. all time, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. I would be shitting for a week. I remember yeah. back in my day, it was called a caramel macchiato, okay? And we were drinking that in <laughs> the aughts, y'all. It's the Charlie y'all. now. Yeah. I'm in my um, 30s and I order the Oprah tea from Starbucks because that's my Charlie. Yeah. What's wait? What's Oprah tea? Spill the Oprah tea real quick. For a while, she had her own like tea at Starbucks, and anything with the word Oprah, I will buy. It feels it feels wholesome. Like it would heal you. I would probably drink that. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. I am such an Oprah stan. There you go. Not a bad not a bad place to be. I do um, like a sponsored beverage. I don't know. It's, it's just I know so it's weird. Wrong, but there's a you can get fun. the Charlie at Dunkin'. You can get the Travis at McDonald's. You can oh, get yeah. the Oprah at Star. What the fuck are we doing? Like oh, every, by then, it's just like I I only eat what Kim Kardashian shits out, and I will dress like Kendall or whatever. You know, like every it, it's like we're finding a way to make it so easy to just emulate celebrities, and now like the marketing just like. Yeah, just order what the celebrity gets now, and that's like a new yeah. thing you can do. Late capitalism is wild, but might try the Charlie at some point. Don't know. <laughs> Late capitalism is wild, and then you just hear like a you, you drinking the end of a cup through a like yeah, a straw. That's crazy. What's that? Oh, it's a Charlie. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's whole milk. I'm <laughs> and three pumps of caramel swirl. Oh man, what is something you think is overrated? Man, I think uh, pretty much most restaurants right now. Mm-hmm. Are pretty maybe maybe even just the concept of a restaurant right now is like I think that's one thing I've realized in the pandemic is is you know do we need seventy five percent of these places you know if there's a Ooh. biscuits place called Biscuits and Groovy in Austin Texas I'm like does that need to survive you know shouldn't wouldn't be we be okay yeah, with just fifty <laughs> 
Uh, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we be okay with like fifty percent of restaurants? You know, instead of, I feel like we're oversaturated right now. And sure. uh, I mean, uh, yeah, on like one level, you're like, it, it's a, it's a weird way to try and realize that maybe your dream of having a restaurant is like, yeah, because it already like to have open a restaurant pre pandemic was already right. you were looking at a losing proposition statistically, like seven out of ten fail, or it's some like crazy statistic right. like that. I mean, it, it, I'll say this: it at least, and I am definitely doing my best to support you know, a lot of these places, but we need to shift the way that we're thinking about this shit. Did you see yeah. what, um, you see what they're doing in Riverside County right now where no. they've yeah. made it basically legal. You can run a restaurant out of your home. You have to apply for all the permits and everything. Obviously health inspectors get involved and it costs money to get those things. But there's, there's people running restaurants out of their, their homes right now. Mm. And Is I think that's that safe. I think, well, I think if you're like getting like health inspectors to do the inspections, sure, sure. and there's you know obviously uh, laws and codes, and you're following all of it, I think that's a great idea. At least yeah. for like, you know, I don't think it would work in Los Angeles so well, but maybe from a takeout perspective, it would. That's I mean, true. I would love nothing more to be like, yo, my neighbor, she just has like a pozole thing going. And you can just yep. stop by and it's the fucking yep. bomb and I don't have to drive nowhere and I can literally help out my neighbor. Like, I um, would love that. Yeah. I'm also saying this as somebody that is currently slinging uh, pasta and meatballs out of their apartment on Sundays. You are? So, oh, yeah. Totally. I like I started like five weeks ago. I'm like, I just need to start hustling and make extra money, man, because I don't know. That's so cool. Yeah, so I started doing it, and then people on Instagram, just it started out as friends, and then I'm getting these like weird DMs from people, and uh, yeah, strangers just pull up, and it looks like I'm making weird a drug DMs. deal. They're like, put the sauce on your back. <laughs> yeah. <You're> like, mm. <laughs> that is the funniest <laughs> others folder on Instagram. It's just like For sure. pasta heads. <laughs> yeah, like, like, hey, uh, you got that tagliatella today, or no? Oh, I love right. it. Are you Usually wait, that's you, the folder for dick pics, but it, now it's yeah. for hungry pasta people. <laughs> are, you're making, so are you hand-making your pasta? I, yeah, I am. Yeah, I do. Oh, uh, my God. Handmade Danny pasta. Danny makes incredible pasta. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It's yeah. good, you know? And, and the price point is like, you know, most of the handmade pasta here, I, dude, it's all expensive. It's all like 20 bucks and more, and I'm sure it's great, but yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I kind of fiend that like, $15 range Sunday gravy type of, you know, so I, yeah. I keep it at 15 bucks a week and uh, it's been good, man. And it also, I get to see people, you know, they come yeah. pull up I'm, and, and it's, That's it's been really good. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, even, yeah, to your point, I think it would be hard in LA. I mean, it was already an epic battle to allow people like street vendors to sell food and right. with a lot of mm -hmm. people, you know, raising the concerns of like, can it be regular? And they, they they were able to to a certain extent. But yeah, it's that idea actually is pretty remarkable because I think the one thing that I saw restaurants do that seemed really interesting was like pivot to being more of like a like a grocery store plus yes. meal kits and things like that. And it seems yes. like that trend will probably continue even after the pandemic, because there's also something nice that I was like, Oh yeah, let me get like a half-made thing from a restaurant, and I can still feel like I'm cooking and then helping yep. some a business like a local business out, etc. So I like when you can get the cocktail like a juice box and bring it to your oh, house. Oh yes, <laughs> that's nice. 
Especially when like some of them like Lono, like I, they're serving them out of uh, what are like the Umbrella Factory, or whatever the, that place is on Melrose. But you can get like their tiki cocktails, and they're like, but they give you all the garnish and stuff, so you could really feel like, hey man, we got something going in my garage. Yes. Oh nice! <laughs> they're like now more than ever, we got to get you fucked up. You're like, all right, cool. yeah, like, all right. Oh, but we also got to sell you this guacamole because we got to sell like it. Like a food. huge ass like Ziploc bag. You're like, all right, apocalypse yeah. is not so bad after all. It comes in a bag. Yeah. I love it. It comes in it. a bag. Yeah. Just cut it with a, a box cutter over your mouth and just let it spill <laughs> straight onto you. Basically, just a little Boda box that you just yank <laughs> out of it. Oh, man. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about some people who fucking don't follow the rules. How about that? All right. We'll Ooh. be right back. And we're back. Okay, we and then we also have this other the bullshit that's going on in Rochester. I have to keep, I just have to touch on this really quick because Daniel Prude, who was another unarmed black man in his distress, who came into contact with police in March, uh, and was you know his that interaction led him to be on life support and then eventually taken off of it. Um, the, there's been a lot of attention recently on the department because. Honestly, this had happened in March and with all of the things that have been happening in this country, especially with, you know, uh, the uprising specifically set off with George Floyd's killing, uh, there was a apparently a huge, huge move. And you shouldn't be surprised by this from the Rochester police or sheriff's department, whatever they're technically called, to delay the information of what exactly had happened to come out. And the New York Times has gotten a lot of a hold of a lot of these internal communications because the mayor's office had actually tried to figure out what was going on. And they got emails like this. And this isn't like, you know, when people are so cynical about how law enforcement works and is like working to maintain white supremacy, it's because people do it so effortlessly just in this kind of email exchange. Quote, we certainly do not want people to misinterpret the officer's actions and conflate this incident with any recent killings of unarmed black men by law enforcement nationally. This is a deputy uh, writing to his boss uh, saying, that would simply be a false narrative and could create animosity and potentially violent blowback in this community as a result. Uh, so basically saying we cannot have the body camera footage released to Daniel Prude's lawyers or, or the family's lawyer at all. And the police chief replied to this email, quote, I totally agree. They're like, we can't let people know we killed him because he was black, because then they're going to be mad that we killed him because he was black. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. They're going to find yeah. out about the whole what the whole rub is. Uh, then on another. Don't do it. Yeah. The thing is, they they arrived because it was for a wellness check, which is another reason why, at the very least, most police departments just need to say, hey, you know what? Cops don't respond to wellness checks anymore. I mean, even if you're like in some city where people are like, don't talk about defunding the police. Most police will tell you they don't even want to do them because right. they would rather be brutalizing black people exclusively. And there's. And there's that dark joke that was like, oh, yeah, we did a wellness check on a black person. Yeah, they were fine. Oh, don't worry. They're not anymore. Like, yeah. like they were better off if you did not come. And his so his brother called because he's like, my my brother's not well. I'm concerned about him. He was he wasn't clothed when they arrived. And so another thing they found was this is from this New York Times article. They said in a, in a police report on the confrontation, marking a box for victim type, an officer on the scene listed Mr. Prude, who the police believed had broken a store window that night simply as an individual. But another officer circled the word in red and scribbled a note. It said, make him a suspect. 
So that's the I that's mean, the state of things. Yeah, I, you know, I think we're past being surprised. surprised. Yeah, totally. Um, unfortunately, because this is you know it, it is what it is at this point. Where as far as we just know, these things are happening. Yeah, uh, the part that just still is upsetting for me is the denial of it mm-hmm. like you can admit it and shit still probably won't change but at the very least people can admit that this shit happens right <laughs> you know like and and you know this year we've seen more people admit it you know our white friends our white liberal friends are like oh mm-hmm. damn y'all wasn't lying this shit really does happen <laughs> yeah. this like, whole time y'all been getting killed like yeah. yes sis the whole time y'all. but how do you how are I you didn't so believe upbeat? it until a rubber bullet hit my face and i'm like oh good thank you but it's just the the denial of it beyond that is still yeah. the part that grinds my gears i mean and i I think it's also important for listeners of this show who are white to hear us talk about this because all we can do is talk about that and we just let out a fucking sigh you know what i mean that that's our only recourse is to just feel that and say and accept it unfortunately or be like obviously this fuels a lot of the energy we put into trying to move forward but as it stands in the historical data sets that we can rely on, on how these things work out, all we can do is say, I'm pretty sure that with the data set I'm looking at, I'm living in a country and society in which this is okay, in which the worst that happens is some of the, these officers are just on leave. And we're not getting any true sense of justice for people who are, you know, murdering unarmed people and then obscuring their deeds through misinformation or just really cynical, slow reporting to try and drag things out. Right. And it's tough, man. And that's why it, it, it's not like we're just angry being like, this is what it's like. Being. It, this, it's over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it, every time it just takes, a, it, 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 it's funny. Every time I think there's not much that can be taken out, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm empty. Somehow you read something and it takes a little bit more out. Somehow, even when you thought you didn't have anything left. Right. And that's what it, ugh. And for far too long, you know, we've all been spoon fed that the effect is the cause. You know, when you hear that black folks are 13% of the population, but we're 37% of the prison population, you think, oh, it's because black people are criminals. It's like, no, we're over-policed and prison is slavery. They work for menial labor. Who do you think is putting out these damn fires in California? But when they get out of jail, can't be firefighters firefighters no. like so you it, for far too long we've been told like oh well the you know black people are just more likely to be criminals and it's like no we are criminalized and therefore that is why these people are considered criminals yeah. also i think a lot of black people which is especially was most disheartening for me was the point where i realized that i can't appeal to white people's humanity um that i really had to start being like look Overfunding the police hurts everyone's tax dollars. When we pay $12 million to Breonna Taylor in restitution, uh, that money comes out of your pocket. Think about how much money you could save. We could end homelessness. We could redirect these funds. And then, you know, we could all be living better. It's like, I can't even be like, black people are human beings. I'm like, think about all the money you'll save, guys, if you just stop killing us. It's actually yeah. cheaper, I swear. Like, I, like it's, And to get to that point was really saddening to me to be like, I can't even be like, hey, guys, 
guys, we're human beings. Like, please stop. I have to be like, look at all these coins you'll save if you stop killing yeah. the Negro. Like, it's gross. It's sad. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, all that to say, you know, please, if you find yourself in a place to help, and not hinder to expand the possibilities for somebody to defend somebody to set somebody straight to dead some bullshit terrible ignorant take and educate somebody please do that because uh all the all the information we have around us is that shit really isn't getting much better and on top of it you're already seeing polls that support for the black lives matter movement is starting to wane Mm -hmm. since june what and happened? This always happens. What this happened? Always I know exactly, but and but I'm still finding myself. Conf- I mean, look, whatever. This is that. That's what it is to yeah. be. Uh, it conscious. always happens, but also, uh, here's something that people don't want to always admit. But Republicans are better at this than we are. Right? Hell They're yeah. better at media than we are. They're better at spreading whatever information they want spread than than the other side is. Um, they are good at it. They yeah. are so good at it because they learned a long time ago. Control the narrative, control the vote. Fear mongering. Uh, yes, you know, and and man, they try so hard to control the narrative. And we up here, we we laugh at them because they don't get shit, and they make fun of you know wet ass pussy and all this. Ha ha ha! Yeah. They're so old and decrepit and you know, lame, but you know what they are good at? Making sure you know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. Yeah. And I love Michelle Obama, but that whole, when they go low, we go high, that ain't getting us nowhere, y'all. Okay, we, we don't have to fight. Like, we, we can't mm-hmm. be going high no yeah. more, because going high just, what, we sit on a moral high ground while the world burns, we watch Nancy Pelosi write strongly written letters to the manager, aka the president. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's time. It's time. We go. It's not going to be this easy fight that we all expect. It's not going to be this thing where we can rely on human decency. If we've learned nothing, it's that that does not exist for a lot of people, at least for almost half of the country. Yeah. Our president doesn't have any human decency. I don't, mean, I don't even know if he's a functioning human being anymore. He's so deeply narcissistic. So it's like, we got to fight fire with fire. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. And I mean, I think just, again, I always think of this James Baldwin quote, uh, you know, that he always says, to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage almost, almost all of the time. And it's shit like this that you don't get examples that uh, are very reaffirming. Moving on to uh, just another dark story. There's been a complaint being filed in Georgia uh, against ICE, um, someone who's working at detention facilities, whistleblowing. And the complaint has gotten a lot of attention because of like it talks a lot to do mostly with detainees being denied COVID tests and treatment when they're showing full like telltale signs of infection and only being given like ibuprofen and like over the counter medicine or just being complete just told to like, like fuck off essentially. Um, And then an. Another dark detail that's starting to come out is that in this complaint, there are allegations that detainees are being forced. There are forced sterilizations occurring in these facilities where like these detainees are being told they might have an ovarian cyst and then they end up with a hysterectomy um, or another procedure involving their fallopian tubes. And there's been like to the point where in in this complaint, there are detainees alleging that there is a doctor that's colloquially known as the uterus collector, because whenever this doctor is seeing a detainee, it's like almost a guarantee that it's some kind of sterilization procedure. 
Um, and many people like, you know, I mean, the, the, unfortunately it's mostly the progressive wing of the democratic party is like full voice being like this, is, like what the fuck is going on? Um, and just another, you know, another dimension to the absolute campaign of like terror that this administration is en enacting on people that don't look like, you know, the posters from the fifties. Right. Um, well, where Harvesting to begin? Uteruses? Jesus yeah. fucking what I mean, Christ. What do you do with a uterus? We're like on some straight up Dr. Mengele, you know, this is like eugenics shit. This is where we're at. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's like eugenics are so is so like baked into so much of what exists in the world already. But it's, I mean, just like this level, it, it, it sounds like a movie. The fucking uterus collector sounds like a Quentin Tarantino character <laughs> in a 2025 yeah. movie, like or 95. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really any era. To be honest, um, this yeah, Tarantino's this is really timeless. Can yeah. we just? Yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree <laughs> that I have no notes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. It, it, but again, this is you this know, is horrifying. It, it's it's really sort of indicative. And I say this because th this year is coming all over. It's coming fast. And it's yeah. one thing after the other. Like, we, they didn't, you know, they could only give two seconds to the fact that Trump knew about Russian bounties on U.S. soldiers or he's denigrating the, the families of fallen soldiers or general. Like, it just it's it's going and going and going. And I think it's it's this sort of like looking at the news that can give you this feeling of like, holy shit, like, where do I put my attention right now? And the, the, my big question is, has this crazy horrible awful things always been happening and this is the first time that w in right. history that we have cameras everywhere and yeah. we have social media that's like we're all finding out about the details which is a good thing it's like it's all being exposed but again uh, yeah, so this the, is what we know what do we not know is even yeah scarier. the dark side is like even mm -hmm. though we know it the people at in power are they going to be compelled enough to do what's right uh, because it's hard to tell, you know? Right. I mean, I mean especially because there's so much happening that the fact that a story like this horrifying could be buried to basically the bottom of the news, who knows? It seems like there are, even with very, very pressing issues, it's only the issues that are getting a ton of public attention that are really acted upon. Yeah. Um, yeah. It kind so of reminds me of like, I don't know if you guys saw Athlete A, but it was the the Olympic team's gymnastics. Oh, um, no, that documentary. Doctor. And right. there was complaints about him, like, molesting and being inappropriate for so many years. It yeah. could have stopped with 10 women. It, then it, more complaints. It could have stopped with 20. But they got to, like, 500 and something women were molested mm -hmm. by yeah. him. And it, it took that long. So it's like. Well, yeah. It's so important to get it early because victims just stack up. I mean, there were already allegations of sexual abuse happening in the facilities, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's where we realize how ill-equipped like Democrats are to figure out how what, what can even be done. Because like they're, you know, at the time, I remember there were people trying to enter facilities and then uh, they were like, oh, you can't actually enter here. And like, I'm a fucking Congress person. What the fuck are you talking about? I can't come in here. And like, that's this is such a dark ugly dimension on top of the science denial on top of the unabashed 
unfettered killing of black and brown unarmed people in this country. It's like it it's mm-hmm. it's truly a fucking all you can eat nightmare buffet of this year. Um, but all yes. that to say is like I know it's hard to hear stories like this and like what can we do? At the very least, you just just figure out how you're gonna mobilize every single person you know to vote to start. Yeah, this is this is the kind of story that when you come across it, you're just like, what the fuck could I possibly do besides like besides vote and but it's on top of that i feel like it is also just like on the public to continue to talk about stories like this and not just let it be like a single day of like wow this is scary uh and then something scary is gonna happen tomorrow and then move on but it's like stories like this in particular where it seems like the only thing that um institutions are even at least acknowledging are things that are getting a lot of negative attention and so it's like unfortunate that we have to like k-pop stand mobilize every time something horrific happens but i feel like that is a big part of it of like not letting stories like this just slip through the news cycle because then they just continue to happen yeah uh so yes uh these are the kinds of things that there are so many headlines that you could miss something like this that's as horrific as the forced sterilization of ice detainees all that to say (laughs) we need to take a quick break and be right back And we're back. Uh, Danny, what's something that you think is underrated? These are all food-based, by the way. I hope that's I love okay. it. I, uh, no, no I, I turned this into a food podcast because it's only one of the only things I talk about confidently. Uh, dude, I was listening to Roy Scovel on the podcast. Was it last week? And yeah. he said that wedding cakes are overrated, and I agree wholeheartedly. There's an alternative to that that I don't know if it really took off on the West Coast. Um, are you guys aware it's self-explanatory, but what a, a cookie table is at a wedding? No. So in, no. Instead of a wedding cake, every wedding I went to growing up had these. They would like giant tables full of cookies that were made from uh, parts of each family and maybe even some like outside sources, but like thousands of cookies would be like sitting in a separate room at a wedding. So instead of a cake, like after dinner, they call up tables to go to like this big ass cookie table and you just get like, you know, sometimes there's like dozens of different cookies. And so you're getting like all these different uh, uh, flavors and different types of dessert instead of just like one, you know, flavor of cake, which I, wow. I think is, is That's preferred. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And it, it started too. That's another like you know, Rust Belt immigrant thing. It was like Italian, Slovaks, Polish, Greeks, uh, maybe even like Serbian too. But like when cakes are too expensive, they would just ask members of the family to bake, you know, all these different types of cookies. And so it's kind of like a giant dessert potluck at the wedding. That's so cool. I know. I love it. And then you get like grandma's beef and stuff. And I think that's wonderful. Oh, yeah, where, like, you watch them take a bite yep. of, like, an in-law's cookie, uh-huh. and they're like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, side-eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, people, I mean, they take it so seriously in, like, western Pennsylvania, eastern Ohio, that, like, yeah, people, I feel like, are loosely out for blood. What's, like, a cookie you can expect there regionally? Like, you're saying, like, how the fuck was there a cookie table without this one? Like, I'm guessing, like, oh. Italian wedding cookies, probably. Yeah, like, Italian wedding cookies, for sure, but I feel like also, like, what are they called? Like Bulgarian butter horns or something like that. It's you know oh. what I'm talking about? The little that twisty. Fake. 
It does sound fake. I just made up a cookie off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, maybe like wedding cookies for sure. Pixels. Oh those yeah, snowflake. Yeah, you see a lot of those. Lemon bars. Are there any gross ones yeah. that you would find on the table like that? I feel like with that kind of variety, there's got to be kind of a nasty one, right? I don't know. I when it comes to dessert, my palate is like so basic too. I've got like the palate of like a Civil War ghost. I like. <laughs> I like lemons and I like I like anise, you know. I don't, I'm like I don't know why. I'm like I like uh, give me you anise. You like the flavor of anise? I like the flavor of anise. And is. I, dude, is like I, black licorice. Think black licorice. Oh, oh I of. like that. Sorry. Like I actually enjoy Necco wafers too, and not <laughs> oh, in an ironic, not God, in an ironic Danny. way. Necco wafers. We were going Necco so wafers well. Necco wafers are made in Massachusetts. <laughs> They're made I in know. fucking Revere. Oh I hell know, yeah! I dude. thought they were, and they were about to go yeah. under till someone yeah. generously resurrected the shitty wafers from hell. They should have gone under. Yeah. They taste like dust. But I'm yeah, glad. I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm like, it doesn't. I like it. I do like it. Okay, so, fine. I guess yeah. I guess we'll let that one slide. Time to check in with the Vatican. You know, see see what's going on over there. I mean, as someone who went to a Catholic high school and has had a lot of uh, Catholicism it just smashed into their head, even though I was, you know, don't believe it, but I could, I could bang with the the best of them if you want to talk Catholicism. Um, <laughs> it's always interesting to see what's going on with Pope Francis that everyone loves to call chill Pope. He's the most chill pope, which I guess when, you know. I mean, it's like, what was, is that really saying? I mean, there was know? Nazi pope, so it's all relative, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I was like, really, look at the yardstick there for chillest <laughs> but, pope. Um, so uh, there's a new book coming out that someone, you know, is working on and just getting some quotes. And, you know, he's had some interesting, uh, you know, takes that have felt more in line with the modern world. And this time they're, they're like, what about sex, uh, pontifex, father? <laughs> What about sex? What about fucking Pope? What about fucking? What's your stance on fucking Pope? Oh, baby. And and Pope said this: uh, pleasure arrives directly from God. It is neither Catholic <laughs> nor Christian nor anything else. It is simply divine. I uh, was he like jerking off while he said that? He goes on. Oh my god! The pleasure of eating and sexual pleasure Whoa. come from god yeah okay I, I, the, that was my own emphasis on those words but those are his <laughs> words Pope's got I... called verbatim theater a bit of verbatim theater i believe is what it's called <laughs> i mean theater. you gotta ha- you gotta hand it to him that's some chill pope rhetoric i mean <laughs> dude the pleasure of eating and sexual i'm like oh sign me up Ooh, i'm like okay so he's a kinky pope they're like, does that mean I can masturbate while having a communion wafer? Yeah. Can I people, combine I mean, them? But like Some nine people, and a half weeks. Catholics have been waiting to hear this shit for for <laughs> centuries to be like, God come is from God. That's yeah. the loophole I've been waiting for, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that <laughs> that is a game changer. Someone's gotta tell my uncles about this. <laughs> right. I gotta go. I'm gonna go to my high school and march out front of my old high school <laughs> and boom, be like, boom, come. Boom. Come comes from God. Come comes from God. Uh, I like, I knew it. Yeah. I mean, come 316. <laughs> Check anyway. out my jizz grenade. Uh, I'm surprised my old high school never has me come back to address the youth. 
Really shame. Like, hey, I have a lot to say. Just a quick update, everybody. <laughs> yeah, right? Just so you know. Yeah, we could talk a little about podcasting and my journey from this school and into the working world. But just so y'all know, come 316. Okay, I got it. Tyler. Um, <laughs> oh, so, new merch. Come, new comes merch. From come 316. Come, comes from God. Come, comes from God. Yeah, long leaf blower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a leaf blower going too? Yeah. See, solidarity. Leaf leaf blower solidarity. So the Pope continued uh, saying that like, when because they're asking like, okay, Pope, this is kind of a hot take for you. You know what I mean? Especially from the church. Like what's going on again, you know? Like what's the deal? And he said, basically saying that, you know, referencing the lifelong, the life of the entire life of the church about how it's been condemning the, the sexual pleasures and things like that. He described it as, quote, overzealous morality. A, long, a wrong interpretation of the Christian message. Ooh. I think many people like also took that quote, and I've I think their first thought was also like, okay, but what about some of these other things y'all still got going in the church that are sort of rigid? I mean, yes, very valid. The <laughs> what about um, all the crimes? Sure. Sex what crime. about a? Is there a? What about the a woman's ability to choose what to do with their God given body? Oh, don't get, don't, hey, don't, let's like, not hey, touch hey, that. Hey, we just got to come. Okay? Yeah, we just got to come. We just come. said come for the first time in the history of church. Yeah. And I look, <laughs> I'm the first pope to write come on a chalkboard and spell it C-U-M nasty style, okay? <laughs> nasty like style. He's, like he's Bart Simpson. Like he's <laughs> come comes from God. Come comes from God. Come comes from God. Come comes from God. Someone anyway. please make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.